0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I am excited to be back from the little break we had last week. And I thought, who better to join me on this, um, you know, beginning of the holiday season than one of my favorite fellow podcasters, fellow Bravo-holics, and fellow uh, Betches host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome back to the show. How are you?
1: What up, Mention It All
0: Nation? (laughs) (laughs) Mention, Mention It All Nation it's giving like Fox News a little bit like I like something about like the Nation. I just like I, <laughs> if you wherever you're listening from, we we love you, uh, Ryan. We yeah. have not talked about Bravo in a few weeks, maybe at, since BravoCon. I don't. I time is a <sighs> flat circle. How are you handling this uh, this deluge that we're in right now of Bravo content day after day, week after week?
1: I feel like we're at, we're at like war. We're like, we're like steeped in all. I mean, there's so much coming at you at all times and... I mean, we are coming off of BravoCon, which I spent my last moment of BravoCon with you and Sarah and Gibson Johns, and that was a great way to end it. But we have gone like full steam ahead since then. Like we had new shows premiering like Potomac, Married to Medicine. We have Beverly Hills. We have Salt Lake City, full steam ahead. On top of that, all of the Bravo rumors and all of that stuff that surround Bravo shows. I mean, it really is a full time job. To keep up with these shows, I've never felt so busy with Bravo in my life. I'm not complaining, but it's a lot.
0: It is a lot. Because I, so last week for Thanksgiving, I I recorded on Monday and went, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, I don't know. I recorded two episodes and then I hadn't watched Miami and Beverly Hills because I was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Like, you know, I'll deal with yeah. that later. And then I, there was a Potomac last night. I'm still behind on Southern Charm. It's like, I I felt like I took two days off and then suddenly I had (laughs) like six hours worth of shows to watch. And it's, yeah, it's like a, it's an exciting time. I mean, I, you asked me what we were talking about before we started recording and it's like, well, we could talk about Potomac or Beverly Hills or Miami or like Salt Lake, even if you want, like there's just, there's a lot to cover. And I, I am, I'm bracing myself for the time a few months down the road when all of these shows start to
1: wrap up around the same time. But, uh, you know, until then, we're... Listen, looking ahead, I mean, mid-January, we have the Vanderpump Rules mess starting again. So, like, there is no... There's gonna be no rest. And I think BravoCon really screwed it up because they aired new shows during that week of BravoCon. And I feel like I've never officially caught up. So, like what used to be completely enjoyable has now felt like sometimes work at the end of the night <laughs> of like, cause like there's other things to watch, and you're like, Oh, I gotta catch up on the three shows that Bravo released tonight.
0: Yeah, I I was watching Miami last night, and that episode, it, I mean everything that happened at that basketball game it just feels like a fever dream i think anytime <laughs> anytime on a bravo show there's a sport or a game being played and we're expected to be invested in the actual outcome of the game like i i can't wrap my mind around like who's on team Larsa. For, she's like, of course, Team Jordan's going to win. It's like, OK. Great. Yeah.
1: Larsa, Larsa confi- like Larsa, your boyfriend didn't actually play on the Bulls. That was your ex-husband. His dad played on the Bulls. And also, last night, we had the pickleball game on Potomac. Like, I don't need the games. Just give me the conversation. Right. Like, when... It's my –
0: one of my favorite Housewives tropes is when they show up for, like, a workout class or, like, a physical activity, and they do that for, like, 10 minutes, and then it's like, okay, great, like, let's sit down and chat for – like (laughs) – Nobody has ever gone to a workout class in real life where the instructor is like, great, that's class for today. Now I'll let you have the studio for the next (laughs) 30 minutes so you can just sit and gab. It's like, wipe down your mat, get back to the locker room. We've got another class coming in in 10 minutes. Where's
1: that scene where it's like, ladies, I let you talk 10 minutes. You need to get out. We're a working business here. (laughs) Like if you, if you ever
0: go to maybe this might be the same everywhere, but I can speak to New York. It's like if you ever go to a workout class before work in the morning and there's like two showers in the locker room and there's a line of like 20 people who are trying to like shower, do their hair, like get ready to go to work for the day. We need that scene of of Lisa Barlow being like, excuse me, can I use the blow dryer when you're done?
1: What are you doing, Deal? But I first off, how disgust How dare you bring up working out before you go to work? Like that's that notion just upsets me to begin with. Not even involving reality shows. Like, but you're right. Like that that the reality of that reality we're not seeing.
0: I I just want to clarify that is not like an everyday experience for me. <laughs> it's like I I have done it before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uno, one time, one time. like that. That's why I got into doing this, so I didn't have to work out before work. My gosh. <laughs> I know. I
0: know. I, I can't claim to be, like, in the streets uh, working out before work every day. But you know what is happening in the streets, or maybe rather what's not happening in the streets, is Chris Bassett <laughs> cheating on his wife. Because <laughs> this weekend, we got an Instagram story, notes app statement from... Ayana Williams. And if you if that name doesn't ring a bell, then good for you. You've you've done something with your life. Keep it that way, yeah. But this is the woman who, you know, months ago had, you know, allegedly claimed to have had a situation happening with Chris Bassett. And this was reported on by Tasha Kay, who is like the, the blogger who famously got her ass sued by Cardi B, who won like millions of dollars from her. So Tasha Kay is like more of a fearless person than I ever could be. Um, But this woman Ayanna Williams posted in all caps, all bold, I lied. I never met Chris (laughs) Bassett. I never talked to him. I made the whole thing up. I'm sorry that my actions hurt people. It's the most succinct, (laughs) just completely like we're used to seeing notes app apologies that are like four full screenshots worth of flowery bullshit. And this is just like, I'm, I'm washing my hands of this. It's over.
1: Sorry, my bad. You guys, I completely made that up. I, I saw this, but at the same time, it's, it did not surprise. Like, obviously I thought this was completely fake from the get go. I think what's frustrating is that Bravo audiences, it's not enough just to see the show anymore. We have to now create storylines for the show and we'll run with anything. Like, this didn't even hit the show, but you saw it, like, spread or trying to be spread like wildfire over, like, Twitter and all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is so damn dangerous. There's, like, not any proof. It's ridiculous. But we run with these things like we want it to be so real. And this is actually really harmful and dangerous. Like, we can laugh about, like, Potomac and all this stuff all we want, but that's a really dangerous rumor she put out there. And then just to be like, sorry, you guys, my bad, LOL. Like, what? I mean, is there any punishment for things like this? I mean, I think there could be like a
0: a, a libel kind of <laughs> lawsuit situation, but it is kind of wild that it's, it would be one thing for it to be like, you guys, I embellished the story. It didn't happen exactly like I said it or like it sounded worse than it was. <laughs> but to just be like, yeah, sorry, I, I that was fully just you know, I just was, I was making shit up. Like I could right now just make up a story about like, oh, well, like I also slept with Chris Bassett. <laughs> it's like,
1: I slept with Chris Bassett, Dylan Hafer. I slept with NECA from Potomac. i slept with, <laughs> like, this is wild, but you know what's so great? You have the Bravo audiences that want to keep this rumor going, but then you have the Bravo detectives that I remember like them, like, looking at the screenshots and comparing tattoos on Chris's body compared to what the the person she put the picture out of. And I was like, it's like the Zapruder film with like the JFK assassination where Bravo audiences get in there. Like you can't put, you can't pull a fast one on Bravo audiences anymore.
0: Totally. And you have, you know, you have the people who are like living in the, in the blogs like that, who are like picking apart everything you have, you know, the, the Bravo docket girlies who are like breaking down every lawsuit better than I ever could. It's like, you you really, you got to, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's if you're going to be spreading rumors about these people, because it's, you know, people are going to figure out the real truth.
1: I mean, you know, and I like, I was like, how many rumors have you heard about Bravo and Bravo liberties that you don't speak of at all? Like I've heard so many that I don't even mention on the show. I don't even, I just kind of file it away and I'll like see what happens with it. But like, we You hear things every day, nonstop. Well, I was thinking the other
0: day or like, a, you know, some sometime recently it popped into my head. Do you remember the day online where somebody had photoshopped Housewives logos for new franchises yes. in Winnetka, Scottsdale, and Nashville? And they were <laughs> yes. like, Peacock is going to be launching these three new franchises. It's going to be announced very soon. And these will shows will be taking place. Like anybody can write a tweet that sounds like, a press release (laughs) and anybody can like, you know, say like sources are saying or reportedly, and it is wild. Some of these things that just sort of like take root. And I'm, I'm really curious right now, specifically what is going to happen with this whole Nini leaks thing, because it's like, everybody is talking and it's like who followed back who, and we don't know, but, but I'm like, this could be
1: absolutely nothing, or she could be holding a peach by next week. I don't know. Well, that's, I mean, listen, at this point, can we get some kind of official, like, like can AI get involved to let us know at this point who follows everybody at this point and who unfollows? Because I see a different post each week of, like, Bravo refollows follows NeNe Leaks, NeNe Leaks refollows Bravo. And I'm like, are we sure that they didn't already follow each other? Like, I, I don't, it's one thing to say, I don't know, it's just wild and I don't know the actual correct answer anymore, so it, it just feels like the wild west out there online. No, I
0: always I always talk about I think that the following and unfollowing is like the weakest form of of tea. <laughs> it's like okay, like sometimes it could be meaningful, but also sometimes it's literally just made up and like the the example I always use is that um famously Lala and Randall never followed each other yes. and they had like agreed on that and then every few months somebody
1: would be like,
0: "Oh my god, Lala's not following Randall." <laughs>
1: I know. It's like, it's like, I don't know. I wish there was some kind of like Bible or some kind of thing that you could like, this is the one fact. This is factual and you cannot argue these facts. But I'm curious though, the Nini pictures in Dubai with Cynthia, like, does that mean that Nini potentially is going to go save Real Housewives of Dubai? What is it? What does it all mean? I mean, that is, that's speculation. That's worthy of speculation just because of the Bethany Frankel of it all. But I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we find out.
0: I think Portia is there too. I saw it because they did the the TikTok sound where it's like "Goodbye, don't make me call Portia," and then like it was Nene and Portia in the video together, right? Like I, that seems like something where there actually is like smoke, and so maybe there's a fire, but it's some of these like this the the Chris Bassett thing is just so wild to just hop on and be like, "Yep, a hundred percent fake. None of this happened."
1: Well, because, you know, there probably unfortunately had to be an awkward conversation between Candace and Chris at some point where even if you trust your dude implicitly and a lot of dudes don't deserve to be trusted. But even if you trust your dude implicitly, there probably was an uncomfortable conversation of like, Chris, you swear to me that you're good, right? You swear to me there is no truth to this rumor. And that's the unfortunate thing of like, you really could be messing with somebody's relationship, even if they're on a reality show, there's still people. Right. Like, just
0: because Candace isn't going to let these other women see her sweat about rumors about her man doesn't mean that she's not. It's like trust, but verify. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's like we've these are because this is a reality show storyline at its best. Like, this would be a reality show storyline. So the fact that this would get out online before the show would be just wild.
0: The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% Modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing it has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks, because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us plus they only work with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes which i just love upgrade your wardrobe today go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's slash mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com mention
2: summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA.
0: It is funny, going back to what you were saying earlier about how things exist in these layers where this isn't even something that has really happened on the show. It's like in a separate plane. It's so funny to compare to the episode last night where they're <laughs> showing up to Pickleball and Giselle is saying that there's nothing to be gained from her talking to Candace. Candace says it's fuck that bitch forever with Giselle. But they're, it's about like a different situation entirely. Like the layers of this are really complicated and it does kind of it makes it so that like by the time they get to the reunion of this season and there's been like all of these different happenings and stuff I'm like are we ever gonna have a moment where we kind of like strip away some of the rumors and the bullshit and just like try I don't know it's like Karen's trying I guess to be to get the group back together now I I love seeing her in that position but I don't know. It's
1: Potomac's in a weird situation right now. We're only four episodes in and you know, listen, I'm going to watch every episode of Potomac no no matter how many, like I will, I will go, like I will watch everything Potomac provides, but it's in a weird situation four episodes in to not really have uh, a storyline that we can all sink our teeth into because. I'm sorry, NECA really isn't doing it yet, and the Dr. Windy fight feels flat, and I hate to judge fights, but it all just seems flat, and it seems like the interesting thing is that all of these women are forced to hang out with each other when they don't want to hang out with each other. Like, there is no real—I mean, there's—I just don't even sense a sisterhood at all, so I don't even know if they're interested in repairing that gap, and we know the season's already been filmed, so I just don't know what the rest of the season holds at this point, because it just—it seems so— it seems so different. I mean, Potomac 2 seasons ago was, was like the highest highs for me.
0: Yeah, I think that cast it's it's tricky because there are it's a big cast now. There's a lot of a lot of voices to juggle. I mean, it felt like Ashley was barely in this week's episode. Like she was at pickleball, but that was about it. But I think it feels like there are kind of residual things that people are dealing with from seasons past where it's like okay, so Giselle and Wendy still don't like each other, I guess, whatever. Candace and Giselle still have issues. Candace and Ashley have issues stemming from Michael Darby and also still maybe that Ashley wrote a letter for Monique. And then it's like Karen and, you know, like it's like everybody has their own issues with each other from it could be one year ago, it could be three years ago, it could be five years ago that are kind of still... The root cause of the issues in the group, but there isn't kind of like something fresh to go off of for most of those relationships. And so it's like at a certain point, if Candace just doesn't want to befriend Ashley because she feels like those waters are too muddied, then it's like, okay, then if that's just how she feels until the end of time, then. There's nothing we can really do with that. And I think, you know, there's nothing the producers can really do with that at a certain point because it just is what it is.
1: And Robin, at some point, it is like it's an interesting tactic for somebody to just give up and say they don't care repeatedly. Like, I don't care. I mean, her tagline is, I 100% don't care. And I think that's an interesting thing because it's funny at first, but at a certain point, you're like, well, you got to care at some point. Like, we can't keep having the same conversation about Juan. We can't have, like, it's a very interesting thing. And I usually, like, it's like when, when cast gel, like, and this, you know, they've gelled before, but like sometimes like times and, you know, like you have off seasons, but it's just interesting. I'm really curious to see where this season goes Because we could be in for a very long season at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it's tricky and I I like what NECA is is going for. Like I I think that, you know, for a a housewife who's wasn't even on the first episode, so she's like three weeks into her season, she's giving us a lot of material to work with. But I agree that when you have a cast of all of these women that we've spent years with and it, it feels like there needs to be a little bit more uh, consistent energy across the board, rather than just like like really like Wendy and Neka are probably two of the three people I care about the least in this cast. If I'm completely <laughs> honest,
1: I mean it's, yeah, I mean it is interesting. So when they throw them the ball, I kind of been like, okay, like yeah, well, I it it's not you know it. Potomac is always amazing because you can get a shot of Karen like leaning into Giselle and it makes me laugh really quickly, but it's not a great foundation. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's good for a laugh. And these these are all great. It's like Roni used to be in terms of like earlier seasons of Rony, where I felt like it was a good independent film because you could have separate audio tracks of all of those ladies and bump up somebody's audio and watch it three different times and get three different stories. And I think Potomac, you could throw to the ball to any of those ladies and they would be somewhat interesting. Uh, you know, Dr. Wendy and NECA, you know, withstanding. But I, I think they're so fun to watch and just their behavior. But at some point, we have to dig into some sort of storyline to keep us fully invested for the rest of the season. A storyline that actually matters.
0: Right. Like, like when when Wendy's yelling at NECA and she's calling her crazy and we just get a cut to Mia being like, that's what she called me last season. Oh, it's a bird brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes, like those are great. Throw- those are great throwaway lines, and the Potomac cast deliver it better than any other cast. Like I really hold true to that. You couldn't get that to Beverly Hills. They can't like you know cut to like. I mean, Erica Jane wishes she had that kind of verbal aplomb. You know, right? There, there
0: is enough going on that you can always find something interesting to look at, but it's not always something that has real substance. Like, I mean, I was laughing my ass off when Juan accidentally knocked over the, the tray of food. And then <laughs> Candace is like, this is the demons coming, coming to get us. Like, that was hilarious. And then Karen actually being like pissed off at Juan for not using his athletic skills to to, <laughs> to, to, to steer away from the tray of food. Like, that was funny, but it also doesn't have anything to do with moving the story forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, then you had uh, What's-His-Name coming for uh, Eddie, for Dr. Wendy's husband, of like, say it with your chest, Eddie. And I was like, what is going on? We're at a pickleball game.
0: The <laughs> At the last minute of the episode, the husband's arguing about unfollowing one another on Facebook. And then <laughs> Wendy comparing Ineka's husband to Ike Turner, and then Nekka comparing Eddie to the guy from Get Out and saying that they need to free Eddie. It's like, wow, we really... Uh, we went for the jugular with both of those references.
1: <laughs> you know, when actually, when Dylan, when you say it back, it actually makes me like that scene way more than when I watched it. I'm like, wow, when you say it back, that's that's really wild. But when I was watching it, I was like, what is happening here? But also, like, I think both of
0: those those came right at one after the other in, like, the last 30 seconds of the episode. So there was a lot of back and forth to get us to that point. And I think, like, the husband's arguing was something that was engaging to me because we don't always see that. But, like, yeah, I think they have some work to do in terms of just making the whole show feel like a cohesive 43-minute product product versus just, like a couple great moments. And then, okay, yeah, we also still have to be talking about Juan.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, you get the sense with this cast. Like I always ask any reality person on a cast that comes on that like, do you guys have a group text? Like, do you guys text each other still as a group? I just have a feeling Potomac does not have a group text at this point.
0: Potomac for sure. No group text Miami. I think a lot of, I think they have a whole cast text, but then there's a lot of texts with like, four or five people in them <laughs> where it's like, you know, okay, so there's going to be a bunch without Adriana. There's going to be some without <laughs> Larsa. There's going to be some without Mary Saul. Like it's, I think there's a lot of like, uh of pods within the cast on Miami.
1: I mean, but yeah, but, but also, I mean, Miami for me, I'm still at the point with Miami where I enjoy that show. Like nobody's business when I'm watching it. Like I find I find this season for me personally to really be working because that's another one that each of those ladies to me are very entertaining to watch. I mean, like, it just Adriana having gas in a Sprinter van as a storyline, I was, like, all in for that. I was, like, th- I was like, this is really stupidly funny to me on top of, like, what a cast of characters. You have Larza with, you know, Michael, with Marcus, you know, you have them in the minivan. You have uh, Dr. Nicole, you have all of these kind of little factions. Like, what's going on with Alexia and her dude this season? I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, and the editors... And the producers of Miami to like to troll them so much with like Lisa's boyfriend calling them the gunkle, the gay <laughs> uncle, in like a I mean, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: we're really, I feel like Miami, they're they're digging into some things that I find super interesting, like the whatever is happening with Alexia and Todd, which it feels like we're at the point where. It could be making a lot of noise about nothing or it could be that they literally are like on the brink of divorce and it could go either way. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But it it did feel like this week was kind of a turning point where it was like, oh, we're going to talk about the husband with Alexia. Like everything Adriana was saying at the end was very like sinister. And also, I just have to note Adriana calling Anthony silent luxury. (laughs) I was Look, like How? I get yeah. I get what she what? means but this man's main character traits on the show are that he owns a plane and a yacht.
1: <laughs> he owns a plane with his face on it. He owns a plane <laughs> with his actual face on the plane in a logo for his company and they shop for like new new yachts because their their old yacht is not big enough. That is not I mean I just I laughed out loud when I heard silent luxury. I do agree though who is giving a $77,000 watch like for to Alexia to get that $77,000 watch at the end, like at the end of this episode for her birthday. Like, come on, we are living in a post Tom Girardi world. Why would you ever tip off anybody to what you are spending in that? Like, what is going on, man? I don't care how rich you are. That is to me, that is wild in housewives in this day and age.
0: Yeah, we are. That is one thing that's interesting. Is there's been this co- this talk of Alexia's lifestyle with Todd, and that obviously you know, like the sort of idea of him is that he has all this money. But I don't. I can't. I don't have a real solid idea of like what his whole deal is, aside from that. I've we've always been told that he's, you know, w- rich and yeah, whatever. So it is. It is. It's like if you can't explain where somebody's money is coming from, you do start to. Um you start to wonder like uh where the where all the bank accounts are uh located. Well, and- that's
1: why I got worried with uh with Anthony and Dr. Nicole, like last season when it was like the house and the boat and the plane. And I just I kept thinking like, and I'm sorry, no no offense to them, but it was just like after Tom Girardi, I just am very curious how much you legitimately can make as a lawyer. I mean, it really it, it, it shocks me the amount of money that they have and that they show. And I just get worried. I really like them, but I just get worried of like, is this all on the up and up? Like I Bravo audiences are trained to think that way, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I totally see that. And it's like, anytime somebody has that level of wealth, people are just curious. People are nosy yeah. people. And if you're flaunting it in that way, I mean, even like I, I felt kind of bad when Alexia was with, um, was with her son at the the treatment that they're doing. I, I can't remember exactly yeah. what the treatment was, but they flash on the screen. They're like six hundred dollars per treatment. I'm like, okay,
1: I don't need baller if, <laughs> like, baller treatment for their son. Like what?
0: I'm like, I love the editors do fantastic work. I feel like we can save the like side eye price tags for like handbags and watches not like medical treatments
1: yeah do you see them flaunting that medical treatment geez like yeah also it's like okay it's six hundred dollars per treatment that's not cheap but like i could do that a few times <laughs> Like, and and by the way that's worthy of spending money on like right hell yes yeah, spend away on that that is actually something that that's worth more than a watch to me of like yes man that's like your actual health and mental health and and learning to live in this world are you kidding me
0: I want the price tag on Julia's opera lessons. (laughs)
1: Like, that is...
0: (laughs) You were too close to the pitch there, actually.
1: (laughs) I know. By the way, you... (laughs) I feel like she runs the risk of actually harming her love like that's like that can't be good for any like I mean I, I think it's 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 a beautiful sentiment but it also like how much is this a sentiment and how much of this is like a reality show plot line and also you would not catch me like I love I love music so much but I'm a horrible singer you would never catch me doing anything like that and it makes me cringe every time like I get nervous for her and she seems to keep pushing along and I'm like <laughs> I guess this week we get to to see the, the final product, but, like, wow.
0: When Adriana came to her lesson, she's like, well, opera singers are – it's, like, a a talent that you're
1: born with. It's <laughs> <was> like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, also, we have, like, three episodes in a row now where Adriana said, uh, Emilio Estefan. Like, uh, she gave it to Camila Cabello, but I took the song. Like, I well- –
0: yeah, I, yeah, I'm. I'm excited for Julia for uh, for chasing her her dreams, but I don't know the opera. Dude, wait, just, Dylan, just
1: if you so- ever interview Julia, you've got to have her sing the song. You've <laughs> got to have her do it in front of your face because that would make such a funny video of you reacting to her singing that song
0: oh god this just feels mean though like i don't want to be simon cowell
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a no for me dog yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) julia julia we've got to be honest with yourself and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed.
1: Well, what do you think about the Lisa Hoxstein relationship? Because that's another fascinating thing about the kids of it all. Like the kids think it's like not her boyfriend. It's their uncle. And I think it's really fascinating. And then with like the one-two punch where we got the news this week, where Linny and this gentleman pays half of her townhouse uh, rent each month. Like that's wild information.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I... Over the last couple weeks, I've had some, I've had some questions about how Lisa is handling things, per, specifically with her kids. And I know that she's in a situation that is very, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. This divorce is, you know, clearly just something that is completely out of her control in terms of like the way Lenny is, is you know, dragging her around. But I, I do just feel like with the relationship and with the sort of what is happening in front of her kids versus what is kind of being kept private. Like I just, I, I want the kids to be good. And I, I worry that maybe they're being like, you know, sucked into things that they don't need to be.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think, it, I mean like, like, yeah, my heart goes out to Lisa and like, you know, we saw what she had to go through on the show. And like, obviously Linny is out there flaunting his relationship in a lot of, a lot of ways. So I do find it like not noble, but I find it interesting that, okay, she's not fully committing. She's not telling the kids what this is about, but he's still there. He's still helping her pay for her lifestyle. There's a lot of like, and by the way, like after you get out of a huge relationship like that, you are going to fumble. You are going to slip. I mean, emotionally, I can't imagine what she goes through, but it's wild to get into this serious of a relationship this quickly, but also she's, She seems like it's one foot in, one foot out and trying to, trying to, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. It's like she's trying to hold back to like, say, okay, but I'm doing it the right way when the right way would potentially be just being alone and trying to figure this out all by yourself, which also is impossible and and i know I it's just I, I think about it all the time actually like she really fascinates me yeah the
0: scene a couple weeks ago with where she was at the house with her kids and like they were eating pizza and she was like on the phone with jody as the pizza was getting delivered so the kids are like t- downstairs like tearing into the pizza by themselves <laughs> the while she's on was the phone
1: devouring the pizza yeah
0: yeah. And like, that's the kind of thing where, you know, just kind of from an editing standpoint, it might kind of look more dramatic than it really is. You know, like sometimes mommy's finishing up her phone call and you just like wait a couple minutes for her to be there. But it is just like, it feels like her life is very chaotic right now. And that as it should be kind of right. But like sometimes being in a serious relationship, even if you feel like the relationship itself is positive, isn't you don't need to add one more thing to the to the yeah. soup, you know? I don't know.
1: But yeah, I'm really curious to see where this heads. And like, I want to know more about this guy now. Like, he just really seems to be by her side through all of this. And I just wonder, like, I wonder what it's, I just wonder what it's like if, I don't know, it just reminds me back like in high school of like, loving, like, like your first love, like, I remember loving this girl that had no interest in me, but, like, kept me around, and I hung out with her every day, anything she wanted. I would do anything. I would buy anything. But Like, I mean, I worked at, like, AMC movie theaters, but, like, you know, like, I'll pay for the movie. I'll pay for this. I'll pay for that. Never an intention of ever being with me, but in my head, I was so in love, and I yeah. wonder if it's like that or if it is actually a real relationship and she's fully, she is fully in love with him just trying to figure all of this out. She's like, she's like, this is Uncle Jody because in a couple of years that's all he's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, she's like, Jody, if you're listening, shout out, buddy. I'm sorry. She's like, I don't want
0: to introduce him as my boyfriend because I really don't think he's gonna be my boyfriend for that much longer.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want eventually you don't want you don't want to see him in the Halloween photos with Linny and his new lady. Like, you don't ever want to see that where Lisa lets him go and then Linny puts him in his like evil Avengers fold. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Jody's going to be like, you know, living at the big house in a in a few
1: years. <laughs> poor Jody. I mean, I just like Jody is like I mean he is he's he's sprung on her. Like I'm just I'm really I they yeah. wore an all denim outfit the other day together. Come on. Wow.
0: It is funny though, talking about Miami after talking about Potomac, like what you were saying about how or I guess what we were both saying about how it's like you have all these people and not that much storyline to work with, whereas on Miami it almost feels like the opposite where it's like yeah. this week. I mean, the whole thing that happened in the past episode with Larsa revealing Gertie's cancer diagnosis to half of the cast when she said she wouldn't is basically just tabled for this episode because we have so much other stuff to talk about. And Gertie's like, not the time, not the place, whatever. Gertie in the show timeline doesn't even know yet that all of these women know she has cancer. You're watching the show and you get like halfway through the episode before they even reference that it's like oh, like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want... And then the editors do the like fabulous thing of like, this person told by Larsa, this person told by Larsa, this person told by Larsa, Larsa told everyone. And it's like, I love that they remind us that we know about that, but then are like, but we're we're not gonna deal with it yet because we have other stuff to get to.
1: I mean, that means it's a good show. You're exactly right. The fact that we kind of like, oh, Potomac, they're all really funny ladies, but we're actually like, I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm wondering what Dylan thinks of this. Or oh, it's fun to talk about that show. It's fun to speculate. And you're right, like the fact that somebody out there like Larza exists, like we had that scene with Gertie where Gertie tells her like really intense personal information, and she's like, what do you want me to do with it? How do you know? Are you sure? And like we just skip past that. this episode, but we know next episode, we're going to get back to it. That is so good when I'm sitting here, like when I'm not watching that show, wondering about Lisa and her boyfriend. Like I love that these people exist in a world in which I think about after I turn off the TV.
0: Totally. Like seeing in the preview for, I guess this week's episode, when Lisa kind of lets it slip to Gertie that she knows. And Gertie, you know, I think it takes her 0.5 seconds to figure out that, you know, Lars is the rat. It's like, I, it's like, I get chills just thinking about that scene because it's like (laughs) Gertie, Gertie is going through something so real. And then it just for it to be like turned on its head in this like, like show,
1: you know, gossip kind of way. It's like. God. Well, girl, I mean like that's what Gertie's like. I I what was what did she say in the preview like I did a test. I told somebody that I knew would get it out there and I'm like, "Yeah, girl, use your cancer to ra- get rats out of there,
0: you know?" It's very it's very Wagatha Christie, like the the f- <laughs> famous like Rebecca Vardy, uh Colleen Rooney. If you if you aren't aware of this story, it's going to sound like absolute nonsense, but basically there was this English football wife who had Somebody was selling stories about her to the tabloids or whatever. And so to try and she thought it was another football wife that she thought she was convinced it was this woman. So she started posting stuff on her Instagram story and she blocked the story from every person except for this other wife's account. So the only person seeing these stories was Rebecca Vardy and the stories leaked and she, she was like, she used, she like smoked out the rat and it's like, this is what Gertie's doing except for it's with real information that is, uh, in fact, that she has breast
1: cancer. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, but like, that's what I I, I look forward to Miami every week. And I also wonder, like, as I get further into this, like, that's purveyors of pop that produce that show. And they also produce Married to Medicine. And I got to say, I'm loving what they're doing. Like, if you think these production companies, like, bring a personal flair to it, like, I really... I'm really digging what they're doing with their shows right now. Like, I really, I don't know. I just think that's really, they bring this nice flair, this nice humor, but also bring the drama, bring like pathos. And I I don't know. I don't know how much we can associate different production companies with the actual iterations of the show. But I just got to say, like, those shows are firing on all cylinders for me.
0: I think it's worth mentioning. I think that's something that people probably don't think very much about. I mean, you kind of don't there's no real reason to if you're just like a a casual enjoyer of Bravo shows. But yeah, you have you have different people kind of with their their hands in all the pots and like um, you know, Beverly Hills is the same people who do Orange County, who do Vanderpump, Vanderpump, rules. Vanderpump Rules. So like, that's a whole kind of the, the like West Coast empire that they've built over there. <laughs> but I I mean, Larsa got to make a little crossover. That was fun.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Lar- okay, did Larsa you hanging, when, Larsa hanging you out with her? Erica
0: when Garcelle's son came over to like, to like, you know, smooth the waters with Erica. You know that Larsa Pippen was standing there being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, when I saw Larza pop up at Black Girl Missing for Garcelle's premiere, I was like, no, <laughs> oh my God. And there was part of me that was like, Garcelle, you're friends with Larza? Like this is wild. And then I was like, Is Larza going to be like? I was, I then like this is what I'm saying. Like I, I talk about this stuff too much because in my head, I sometimes it takes me out of the scene where I'm like, Did they put her on here to like kind of like promote Miami a little bit? Like, is this real? Is she like really good friends with Garcelle? How did she wind up here? Like I had thirty questions uh, all of a sudden about Larza being there.
0: I always have so many questions when a when like an une- unexpected like un unofficial Bravo crossover happens where somebody just pops up like it always is so fascinating but also Larsa wearing like a full like like cutouts everywhere (laughs) leaving nothing to the imagination (laughs) dress to this event where it's like Dorit thought it was going to be 12 people Kyle did her own makeup again and is like wearing a hat it's like Larsa showing up in her like her, booty Miami, out- outfit. her glam Miami outfit. Her Miami outfit. so, it's just But Larzo good. would
1: actually be better visiting the Selling Sunset cast in the outfit she wore. <laughs> oh like <my> this <laughs> did not, like a Black Girl Missing, a very serious film that Garcel <laughs> produced. Like it was, you're right. There were like little cutout patterns everywhere. And I kept like, I did, I, I said, I was like, oh my God, am I seen? Like I was looking at her, like one of her ribs. Like I was like, that's her stomach rib.
0: Only Larsa Pippen would, when asked what she was going to wear to that, would just say, oh, a slip dress. (laughs) Wait, when she gets
1: married to Marcus, will she be Larsa Pippen Jordan? Oh my
0: God, that would be, she has to
1: be. I mean, she would do it just to, like, she would do, I mean, she will not give up that Pippen name.
0: She could though, if she, Larsa Jordan, kind of a, kind of a serve.
1: It's a serve, but Larza Pippin Jordan is a wild serve. Like, she finally she finally like brought wild- Pippin
0: and Jordan back together, if anybody <laughs> could. Um, <laughs> no, but then the only other thing from Beverly Hills I really want to talk about quickly is just the arrival of Denise Richards, which goes w- weirdly unheralded because she seemingly shows up like halfway through the movie and then it's just kind of like – oh, hey, girl. Oh, oh, it's sad.
1: Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> it looks like she showed up just, like, out, like, right after shopping at TJ Maxx. She's, like, really dressed down, and she does. Like, she comes in, and she's like, this is so sad. And I'm like, you <laughs> you haven't even seen most of the movie. Like, what's what is so... Tell me what's sad, you know? It is really... It's funny that they
0: show us so many, like, moments of watching the movie, because it's like, okay, so this is probably a 90-minute movie. Like, did they have a camera on the cast the whole time just like seeing what they would
1: react to like well i hope i mean gosh i mean it makes me think about like how bravo does all those interstitial commercials now i like, uh-huh. remember when they did that one was it with uh the atlanta cast for doctor strange like they did like doctor <laughs> oh, and remember. all of a sudden it was like i don't like, remember
0: that one but there there have been so many
1: so wild but i was like uh, we should do with the audience reaction for black girl missing to promote the show of like to read like oh because she was already <laughs> jumpy because of her putsta, her, PT, her PTSD. Like, that – I mean, I, the putsta at this thing, she was like – I thought she was going to freak out during the movie, but she seemed to like – because going into the movie, like, Garcelle came up behind her right before the movie, and Dorit was like, ah.
0: I know. I know. I feel bad for Dorit because she clearly is still really like – Really? She's going through it in a way that I, I I, didn't realize before this episode. But, um, you know, she's she's – Excited to reconnect with Denise. <laughs> I don't know.
1: The trailer for next week, that's another insane trailer because it shows that dinner, you know, you have yeah. uh Camille there.
0: The seven dollar naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans dinner.
1: You know, you're gonna seven dollar <laughs> bundle of Denise Richards. Well, Denise, Denise seems uh drunk. Did you 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 got that, right? Like it seemed oh, like oh, she yeah. was
0: Based on some of the discussion of that at BravoCon, it sounds like Denise was not very lucid at that dinner and it caused a lot of...
1: I hate that for yeah. her because it's an easy thing to make fun of. It's kind of like the discourse around Sutton right now and the drinking. It's like, we'll see. The show will let us know, but like everybody then just going like, full-blown alcoholic, da-da-da. Like, let's, we'll, we'll see what the show says, but like Sutton at least can still like name him, name him. Denise seems like fully gone in the scene from next week. Right, like
0: Denise doesn't have enough of a foothold in this world anymore to kind of just like vibe.
1: <laughs> like she, yeah, don't give them ammu- Yeah, don't give them ammunition for you.
0: <sighs> well, I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, we'll we'll have to catch up again once once Denise has made her presence a little more known oh, on this show. Oh, is this already over?
1: Oh my god, I could go. Like this is I I actually get so excited talking about this and you. So thank you for even allowing me on today because this was a great way to start the week.
0: Well, I love that for you. And you you spend a lot of time talking about Bravo and about lots of other things on your wonderful podcast, So Bad It's Good, with Ryan Bailey, uh, which everyone should listen to wherever they're listening to mention it all. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything uh, coming up that you're excited about?
1: Can I well I do want to say something that happened last week, uh, and I know mm. it kind of got lost because of like the Thanksgiving holiday a little bit, but I had Uber from Real Housewives of New York on, and we it was gonna be a 30-minute conversation. It went like an hour and five minutes, and I just gotta tell you, if you're an UBA fan, you will love it. But if you weren't an Uba fan, I think you will be an Uba fan after this conversation. It was one of those conversations, interviews that I I left going like wow I love doing this so so much it was so special to me and I would really like you know urge people to go listen to that episode it was last Wednesday but we also had Jesse Palmer from The Bachelor on we had uh, like blocked by Jax was on and then this week we have Sophie Ross we're doing recaps all week like full line by line recaps like a play um <laughs> so there's tons to pull from at any point but give it a shot um just pick an episode you like and, and see if you like anything in there Dylan's been on a bunch Dylan will be on again but I I truly, truly love doing this. And uh, I, I just, I love talking to everybody about this stuff. So give it a shot if you haven't, but uh, that that's it.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Ryan. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool.
1: Mention it all, Nation.
0: Mention it all is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sous mccatt Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.